Boy, Derek Shelton sure wrote up a fun lineup yesterday at Wrigley Field, didn't he? Tucapita Marcano was leading off. Travis Swaggerty at number two. Rodolfo Castro, who's been swinging a big bat. Jack Sawinski hit a grand slam. Bly Madras was at fifth. Mason Martin with his 100th career home run. Hoy Park at second. And oh, by the way, he had Ruanzi Contreras starting. Oh, wait a second. That was Indianapolis's lineup yesterday. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is an especially disgruntled episode of Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this, but they're not nearly this disgruntled. This is becoming oof, adjectives. Fill in the adjectives here. Keep it clean. It's becoming a joke, okay? It's becoming farcical. You're watching the same crappy players that you know and I know aren't going to be pirates a week from now. Or at least they shouldn't be. They shouldn't have been for quite a while. You're watching Josh Van Meter and Yoshi Tsutsugo and blah, 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 blah. I look at that indie lineup from yesterday, and I didn't make that up. That was actually their lineup. And the results I referenced were real as well. Uh, Jack Sawinski's got three home runs over the past few days. He's looking like, you know, what we saw of him in Pittsburgh when we were blessed enough to be able to watch him here. And I take that lineup and match it against what the Pirates put out at Wrigley in yet another loss to the Cubs. And I ask myself, no, you know, hype or hot take or whatever here. I ask myself, who would I take from the Pittsburgh roster over those guys on the Indianapolis one? And it's exactly the names that you'd expect. You know, it would be Brian Reynolds, Brian Hayes, I mean, maybe, you know, Kevin Newman or whatever, but I sure wouldn't take Bryce Wilson on the mound. But to repeat a common refrain of mine of late, they don't care. They don't care about the outcomes of the games at the Pittsburgh level, not in 2022. And they don't care if they're embarrassed by it, and they're actually not embarrassed by it. Ben Charrington, this is way more aimed at him than it is at Shelton, obviously. Shelton's not manipulating player service time and worried about stuff like that. He's got the players that he's got, and he's told, unequivocally, unquestionably told, to play Tetsugo and Van Meter and all that other garbage in the naive, insanely naive hope that there will be a team that wants to trade for them in advance of the deadline next week. And all those guys do, in turn, is go out there and just keep running up more 0-for-4s and 1-for-5s or whatever it is, and striking out a ton and lowering their value below zero. Did you know that Yoshi, in terms of Wins above replacement player is actually now a negative player, meaning the average person you pluck from wherever is a better player 
than the guy that you have as your regular first baseman now. Insanity. It's insanity. And it just keeps happening. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. You can talk about the games if you want. I could do it too. You know, let's get into the minutia of everything that happened at Wrigley Field yesterday. And Bryce Wilson goes out and gives up three runs while the national anthem is still echoing off the houses over at Waveland Avenue. And some other opposing pitcher mows down the Pirates for seven, eight innings, whatever it was. Oh, and as ever, the only bright spot was something that one of the younger players did, and that was O'Neill Cruz's 411-foot home run to straightaway center. A two-run shot that gave the illusion that the Pirates were in the game, which they never were, and which wouldn't have bothered anyone in management for even a minute. Why? Why do I keep talking about these things? The answer is simple. It's not that I ever would have expected management to go all in or whatever dumb thing could be attached to this concept in 2022. That wouldn't have made any sense. But I did believe, past tense, that there would have been, also past tense, value in beginning to at least feel like there's progress, like there's urgency, like the script is changing, like it's okay to emphasize winning the game right in front of you. You don't need to raise your payroll to $100 billion or whatever, but you need to prioritize winning the game right in front of you. And this franchise currently has that priority so skewed that it's legitimately, honestly, again, no hype, no hot take, putting out a better lineup in Indianapolis than it is in Pittsburgh. And no, believe it or not, I'm not referring to our entertainment value. One thing that kind of turns me off when I hear this from fans of the team is, well, I'm tired of watching these guys. I'd rather watch the kids. With all due respect to you and your fandom, that doesn't matter, okay? That's not what this is about. You do want to make the franchise better. And there are certain situations in which it's better for the future of the franchise to keep somebody down. This ain't it. This is embarrassing. This is keeping better players right now down in the minors for either the purpose of service time manipulation or to showcase god-awful players for trades that will never happen. This is unbelievable to me, and even if I have a pretty good feeling it's all going to end in about a week, I'm not going to stay quiet about it when we come back. J1Q!
today, J1Q comes from Adam who asks, how close is the relationship between Shelton and Charrington when it comes to daily decisions regarding the lineup and how open have they been with you about it? Ostensibly, the GM picks the roster and the manager picks the lineup, but that seems impossible with some of the roster's worst players who never have and never will be major league players continuing to start every day. Adam and everyone who asks this question, and it's probably the most common theme that comes in this direction, meaning the composition of the lineups, who's responsible for it, and to what degree they're a collaborative or whatever. The first thing that I have to say, and I say this a lot, and it never really seems to resonate, this is the way everybody in the majors does this now. This is not unique to the Pirates. This is not controversial, at least not in its methodology. If there are any exceptions to this out of the 30 teams, I am unaware of them and would be stunned if there was even one. The way baseball works now at the top level is that the GMs tend to be analytically focused, and that's appropriate. I'm okay with that. This is actually what you want, because all that means is that they're armed with more information. The GMs then, in turn, meet with the managers, in large part based on analytics. They're going to do more of that aimed toward general, what was that word Charrington used that fired everyone up about a month ago? Deployment. In terms of the deployment, there's a certain way that Charrington wants to see his roster managed. There's a certain way that he wants to see games managed. Now, that sounds like puppeteering. It's not. It's the way all baseball teams are structured now. Shelton still makes out the lineup. He works closely with Don Kelly in making that lineup and no one else. He doesn't run it past the GM. He doesn't say, uh, hey, Ben, can you come on in here and help us out with this lineup? More often than not, Ben's not even around. He's out somewhere else doing GM things. Now, what might happen, and this has happened, I believe, quite a bit over the past couple of weeks, is the GM will say, hey, we need this or we need that. We need to showcase this player. We need to get a look at that player. We need to keep giving Yu Chang more opportunities. We need to give Yu Chang at least X number of plate appearances before we completely punt on him. That sort of thing. So the manager will then do things that look completely psychotic to us, such as having Yoshi be the DH. This actually did happen earlier this week. And bat eighth. The DH batting eighth. Manager looks like an idiot. Manager's really not got anything to do with it. The manager's actually doing something pretty smart, if you think about it. He's taking a player that his GM is forcing him to use in the lineup and saying, here's where I can put him that does the least damage to our cause while at the same time not showing up my GM and batting him ninth, which is where he belongs. Actually, he belongs batting 10th, but that's beside the point. So, Adam, in summary, everyone does this. 
every single team in Major League Baseball does it this way. Further in summary, Charrington does not make out the lineup. Shelton and Kelly do that. But they do so with the GM contributing both instructions as it relates to roster needs that the GM feels that he has and that general sense of deployment or left-right matchups that the analytics guys tell the GM that they feel would be favorable. I hope that answers the question. I want to copy and paste this clip and send it out everywhere every time this comes up. I appreciate the question, Adam. I do. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 